Welcome to Oxtail Gravy. comfortable now so we can record okay it's on hi everybody how you doing (laughs) hi it's been a long time i hope y'all remember who i am who she is and who this is if you don't know what this is tell them what this is this is oxtail gravy baby i almost forgot i think it's it's been a long time it has it has your fault, by the way. You're all your fault. <laughs> Guys, completely. No, it's, it really isn't. You know what? We took a little time. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. We took a little time just to kind of chill, relax, you know, a little time off. I was extremely tired. Okay, everyone works. Everyone has a busy schedule. Uh, Every time I wanted to ask my co-host when she wanted to record the show, <laughs> what did she say? Okay, yeah, we'll do it tonight. Okay, sure. We're definitely going to do it this week. You know what? (laughs) Let's wait till this week. Let's wait till that week. Now it's been two months later. We've been around the world (laughs) twice. (laughs) Have we? Yeah, we've been around the world twice. So in two months, we've been been to Atlanta. We've been to, to Cuba. Yeah. Yeah, we have. And we've also been to Muskoka. Oh, true enough. Was Muskoka? Yeah, and September. Right. Yeah, we've been there too. So thank you to everyone who, I don't know why you're still subscribed to the podcast. Don't, don't ask them why they still subscribe. Well, I wouldn't be. If I haven't seen a new post, a new episode in a long time, I done delete that. Look, man, these phones don't have as much space as they used to have. Whatever. And no one has time to have an empty podcast there. They want to keep all their pics and all their nudes. They want to have <laughs> space for that. Anyways, guys, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for waiting on us and we are back and talking about Cuba. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's ever been to Cuba, but it is such a beautiful place. Well, I think you should tell the people why we went to Cuba. Well, okay, fine. It was our one year wedding anniversary why we went to Cuba. Yeah. We <laughs> we made it to a year. We made it. Somehow, some way. I know it's all it's all been good. All our legs, limbs, arms are intact. <laughs> um, yes. We got a few scars, but we survived. We survived. So we decided to treat ourselves, even though we couldn't afford it, to go to Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, you know, I've never been to Cuba, and I am a dedicated traveler. I travel a lot, more than my husband. You've been around the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, not that much. But, okay. you know, I, I've never been to Cuba, so this was kind of the one opportunity to Um, experience something new together i'm glad that we went i was excited to go and whether or not it's a place that i would go back to i guess we'll go into that but i'm glad we went yes um for me i mean what you hear on the internet and what people tell you you know i do a whole bunch of research i do all these reviews People, they're not lying. <laughs> no, they're not lying. Everything that 
people say about Cuba. Bad food, great people, you know, great beaches. True. Right. There is nothing that's fabricated, nothing that's a misquote. It's absolutely true. Okay, so so tell me something. Let's focus on the food for a second. What did you enjoy? What food did you love there? None. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I'll I'll, I'll tell y'all, in case you haven't seen any of the pics that I've posted. She was having a morning smoothie. Yes. An omelet. Toast that she refused to toast. Um, (laughs) She wanted the bread dry and cold. No, it wasn't cold. Tell them it was freshly it's, baked bread, yes. babes. Okay, I don't know how fresh it was, but it was baked. So that was her standard breakfast, followed by glass after glass of strawberry daiquiris. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was her diet. Well, you know, let me just be honest. I cannot eat seafood. I'm allergic to seafood. Yes, you are. So, I mean, I didn't have an opportunity to eat fish or eat shrimp or eat lobster, lobster, which they had a lot of there. No crab either. No crab I don't eat. So my diet was very limited. We saw the crabs on the beach. Absolutely. I hope it's not those that they actually choose. Probably. (laughs) That's disheartening. Okay. (laughs) I mean, for me, the food sucked um it had no flavor it had no seasoning oh it it definitely had no seasoning and i i don't know if we're gonna count salt and pepper as seasoning no um that's that's like calling black and white colors (laughs) like those are shades and salt and pepper are garnishes is that sure yeah it's really garnishes that you just put on the table but food should already be seasoned so let me say this i did eat the seafood and I enjoyed it. I had a nice plate of salmon. I did have um, lobster tails. I forget how they did it. I think it was like a lobster pasta. And they served it to me in the tails themselves. Um, that tasted great. I had no problem with it. I did end up... Is it traveler's diarrhea? Yes, you end up sick. Yes. Um, yeah. He, we, we actually both ended up with a case of that um, sickness having to be in the washroom, you know, for the rest of the trip. Yes. Luckily, it was just the last couple days. Um, I'll say this. They have all of the food that you would want there. And I think that they have the equipment and the utensils to make it. It's the way that they make it that is suspect. To me, not only did it seem under-seasoned, but it seemed undercooked. Definitely. Like, mm-hmm. it, almost everything looked like it needed to be put back on the stove for a few minutes, back in the oven, or even in some type of microwave. The bacon just didn't seem done. The chicken was a little pinkish if you're eating it from the bone. Well, mm-hmm. we had some fried chicken. That was great. Mm-hmm. Overall, I just think it's the techniques in the way that they cook the food. Because they have the food items there, but the way they do it is drastically different. If you're coming from Canada, which most of you guys might be, just understand that you're not going to eat the way you would eat at home. And that's about it. You're probably still going to get sick. You can't avoid it. So my question is, do you think it's because, because let's keep it real. As we know, a lot of people who are of Cuban descent, you know, are of Spanish descent and like to cook with seasoning and like to cook with pepper. Absolutely. So do you think it 
a like a cultural thing that because they work at the resort, it's almost like they have an expectation of foreigners coming in that they don't like seasoning. I don't. It, that is quite possible because let's be honest, um, people coming from Canada for the most part, they might not be of Caribbean descent. <laughs> let's put it that way. And there are individuals from different cultures, because Canada is very diverse, who don't use the type of seasonings that people like ourselves with Jamaican backgrounds would use. So with that in mind, no, they might be thinking it's best just to serve it bland. um, Or undercooked. Well, undercooked is dangerous, but yes, it's best to serve it as bland and maybe easier to consume than, say, if it's overcooked, if it's overdone. I think these things can be corrected. Um, Cuba is a beautiful country. Um, the people were very hospitable, very. respectful from the people who served us to just the general staff. I had no issues with them. And the beach, the people, the beaches, you know, I mean, <laughs> the only interaction, which was, I, w- I don't want to say it was a negative interaction, but one of the surprising transactions that um, we came in contact with with the actual people in Cuba was with our bus driver on the way home speaking about yes you know politics and he so he was telling us about the country yes and at first he's just giving us an overall view of the people in the country in terms of say agriculture in terms of farming in terms of just the, the the local residents, how they live, where they live, the history of different neighborhoods. But I don't know if it's planned by him. Well, this is his job, so this is what he does. <laughs> but the conversation dwelled into politics, specifically the relations between the U.S. and Cuba. Right. And we did have some people, remember, I think they were from Russia. Yes, right? there was a couple from Russia. Um, and they were kind of upset or no, he was kind of not surprised with the response in regards to um, when he was talking about the relationship with the U.S. and Cuba, how the Russian couple um, responded to them. So one of the things he was saying is that the government of Cuba also provides housing for their employees, but they have to be an employee of a resort or a hotel for, I think, 10 years plus, was it? Yes, that's correct. And just to give you guys some perspective, the hotel that we stayed at was about a 90-minute bus ride from the airport. Um, It's on an isle or an island just off of the shore of Cuba. So that being said, a lot of the staff that work there live or they're traveling a long distance from their homes. So in order to accommodate them, the government has built up Slums. <laughs> slums, or we'll call it government housing, near the hotel where they can stay so it's a shorter commute. Exactly. And one of the things that we learned there, too, is that, you know, people are under the assumption that, you know, um, pesos are not a lot of money and pesos are cheap and, you know, you can go to Cuba and it's not very expensive to tip the people. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and th- this is coming from Mrs. Big Tipper. <laughs> okay. Let's do a correction, guys. There is Cuban pesos and what we learned, Cuban convertible pesos. The CUC. That's right. So as you guys know, the relationships with the uh, government, um, with Cuba and the United States, if you bring U.S. funds into Cuba, 
they will charge you a 10% fee to exchange that money to convertible pesos. You're damn right they will. And here's the best part. For all of those convertible pesos, (laughs) where they drop the top on the car, (laughs) all those monies that you purchase, when you come back to Canada, you can't convert that for shit. That's correct. And convertible pesos, so if we have Canadian money, y'all, it's just as bad as changing your money from Canadian to U.S. Because when you change your Canadian money to convertible pesos, it's the exact same exchange rate. So the bottom line is when you're going to Cuba, understand or do some research on exactly how much money you're going to spend and just convert that into the CUC or convert it on a daily basis. See how it goes so that you're not stuck with you want to talk monopoly money, it will basically be worth monopoly money when you come back home. Right. There's always a bank in the hotel. We stayed at a five-star, um, which will do exchanges for you every day. <laughs> do it at the bank. Do not do it at the reception. Yeah. Put it this way. I end up having to change money over for the banker personally out of his own pocket money because he was unable to change coins. So loonies and toonies for any type of convertible pesos because what they do is they take the convertible pesos that the tourists, and that's the only currency the tourists are allowed to use to um, convert it to um, their Cuban pesos. Yep. But, I mean, talking about that, talking about the people, talking about the politics, talking about that stuff, (laughs) the U.S., has a new president-elect. Congratulations. Congratulations to y'all <laughs> with the Mr. Trump. Uh, I, <laughs> you know what? The day, after, the day after the election, I wanted to do this podcast. And I really wanted to go in deep. And I wanted to talk about all my philosophies behind <laughs> why... Well, if you're living in America, why y'all? Why you guys elected this man to be your leader and what I thought the issue was and how the media tricked us. But I'm not even going to do that. I'm not even going to get into any of that. Um, I follow politics. I watch CNN. I watch the news. I'm a news junkie. My wife is not. She has no interest in politics whatsoever. I'll be honest with you. If Donald Trump wasn't running, she wouldn't wouldn't have noticed who won the election. (laughs) So... So I'm going to ask her, how did you feel leading up to the election? What did you think it was possible that this man could be president? Legit, I'm going to be I'm going to be 100 percent honest right now. When I seen this man run at first, I thought it was a joke. Mm. As the months and days started leading up to the election, I knew that they were going to vote this man in. You did. I knew. And that's why that night when they were doing the polls, what did I say to you? What did I say? Well, you said you don't, you don't want to watch this. Exactly. <laughs> because I knew what was going to happen. I knew that they were going to vote this man into power. Okay, let me ask you. What did you think of Donald or what did you know about him before you heard he wanted to run for president? I mean, all negativity. I mean, I know he's an awesome businessman. Um, to be uh, to be honest with you, I know he's an amazing businessman. You know he has different business vou- uh, stuff out there. He's not flawless though, because no, he, he's not. He's filed for bankruptcy. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Yeah. Um, you know he but, had his show. To me, he's more like 
He was just a celebrity. Yeah. I really didn't take anything seriously from him running for president, just like when Kanye said he would be president. But anyway. <laughs> which, um, which anything is possible. Anything is possible. So as the months and days led closer to the election, I started to realize, you know, due to all the recent events which were going on and all these rallies, I personally started getting scared. Yeah. I personally started getting really scared, like... If this man is actually elected, what is going to happen to the rest of the world? He has <laughs> no experience. None whatsoever. None. He doesn't. So how do you elect somebody with no political experience? I, I don't know. Um, I think what I do know is that he has the potential to cause a lot of issues globally because he's the type that has a very thin skin. Mm-hmm. He is sensitive. Right. He's easily offended. Mm-hmm. And he will say the wrong thing at the wrong time, whether it's on the microphone or whether it's through Twitter. And whoever is handling his Twitter account, which is probably him, please take the phone away from him. <laughs> please. If, if he wants to tweet something, he should be able to say it to a person and then you transcribe it in the most... Um, Politically correct Way possible without yeah. causing damage Because when it just comes from his mouth To his fingers <laughs> to the keyboard It's very dangerous And I think that's what my problem is it, it, You know what Besides him not having any political background The fact that he's such a Firehead That he, whenever Somebody says anything about him He's quick to react yeah. In a position of power You can't do that. Now, let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. Have you ever applied for a job that you knew you weren't qualified for? (laughs) Absolutely, all the time. Okay. But you know you're never going to get it. (laughs) But have you you ever gotten it, though? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Have you... Well, I was going to ask you, have you ever um, been a reference for someone that maybe you weren't exactly the reference for? Absolutely. Probably 30% of the podcast is listening. I've been their reference. (laughs) And have they gotten the job? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Now, were they able to keep the job for at least a considerable length of time? Um, You know what? That's a good question. I'll have to do a poll. (laughs) Now, I will give him credit. I... Some people feel feel like he did lie. They feel that he hasn't been forthright. Um, I believe that to a certain extent. But for the most part, every day he showed us, you guys, who he is and what he's about. He didn't cheat. (laughs) The people came out and voted for him. He won it fair and square. He is your president. My hopes is that what you saw on TV, him campaigning, is not who he's going to be once he gets the job. But unfortunately, much like a guy that you might be dating, the guy that he is when you're dating, that he's not necessarily going to, that's not going to make him a great husband, a great father, a great boyfriend. So try your best. <laughs> that's, 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 that's all I can say to you guys. Try your best and... You know what? Um, not to get too serious, but this is an opportunity for our community to come together. It sounds cheesy. It sounds corny. But we would always have the understanding that the government is not going to save you. They're not going to 
take charge of educating your kids. They're not going to take charge of your finances. They don't care about your health. That's not their, their issue. So for us within the black community, we need to take care of each other. Specifically, when you go into a store, when you hire somebody to do your hair, when you go to a business and you patronize their um, services or products, pay them in full. Mm -hmm. Pay people what you owe them. It will come back to you. If we take care of ourselves, we will be fine. You, know. you guys will be fine. Well, I'm fine in Toronto. <laughs> I'm absolutely fine in Toronto. I'm great. Because chances are our dollar is going to rise right. as the months go on. Right. And I'm going to do a lot more cross-border shopping because right. I just got some Sean John jeans from Macy's. And I got a nice discount and they fit great. <laughs> so... God bless y'all. You guys deal with Trump. Hopefully it's only four years. Exactly. You know, and, and talking about relationships, you were saying it like any relationship. You know, his relationship with his wife. <laughs> yes. His kids and all these things. Like, I know right now um, there was a big thing when they were on TV and Rosie O'Donnell was saying that <laughs> the, the child looked like he had autism. <laughs> and... You, you know, know what? That's <laughs> that's that's disrespectful. It is, and it, 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 it it's, is. It, especially for Rosie, who you know they have had. You want to talk about rap beefs, or um, you know um, celebrity personality beefs? Their beef between the two of them has been amazing. I love the barbs going back and forth. Yes, he called her a fat pig. I think. Yeah. Um, so I, I get that, her wanting to get back at him, but you don't talk about people's kids. And not only that, that's disrespectful, because autism is a really serious um, thing, what's out there. And, you know, uh, one of the people I know, her daughter's aut um, autistic. I support um, the community. You don't do that to people. That's no, not something to play around with. No, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's so, very disrespectful. I mean, I believe um, Donald Trump's wife did retaliate back and say, hey, you know what? don't go ahead and be saying things like that. You know what? You could get sued. So good for her. I think that's the only intelligent thing I've <laughs> heard her actually say. Yeah. Um, and I, I applaud her for not taking her husband's, um, his usual approach. Mm -hmm. And she took the high road on that. Mm -hmm. It's it's difficult to do. Um, but anytime you have the opportunity to take the high road, just do it. You'll be better off for it in the end. And, Rosie, uh, I don't know. Um, that was a bad choice of words by Rosie, and I'm sure she kind of regrets it now. Well, you know what? Let's go a little bit into some media gossip. No. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. I don't. Just to let y'all know, she kind of told me a little bit of the bullshit that she's about to read, you guys. <laughs> um, this portion of the show is brought to you by TH Plus Size Model. Anyways. Jay President does not support support or in condone. <laughs> Any of the topics that we're about to discuss Whatever. going forward. So, guys, I love to say, I know you guys have seen it all over the blogs. Keisha Kior and Gucci Mane get engaged. Gucci! Finally! finally. At an Atlanta Hawks basketball game. Absolutely. So, you know, he proposed um, to her at the game. Yes, he did. He didn't get down on one knee, and apparently a lot of people had beef with that. Okay. <laughs> so, oh. a lot of people had beef with it. 
Now, TH plus size model, she's going to talk in generalizations, but I'm not going to bullshit you guys. We know who we're talking about. We're talking about women. We're talking about black women. Oh. So a lot of black women had issues with the fact that he did not get down on one knee and propose. Mm-hmm. I am probably what you would call a liberal conservative. It's funny because I heard your aunt say that when we were in Atlanta. Okay. But what that means is that I have a lot of views that are very progressive and very 2016. And then I have a lot of views that are very ancient and traditional. Getting down on one knee to propose to the woman is a very traditional act that men perform in all different cultures. Right. Okay. How many marriages end in divorce? You know what? I don't have the exact statistics. Of course on not. That, but of course not. It's a rhetorical question. Right. Quite a bit. Quite a bit, I'll say. Would you say maybe 50%, 45%? We'll probably say more. Okay, probably more. But I, well, no, I, I think it's about even. No, I think it's like 65%. What? A lot of In times, what country? Babes, if you actually look up in Canada and the U.S., most marriages don't even last a year. Okay, if you're listening to this right now, I want you to pause the podcast, Google divorce rates in your country, and then hit us back with the correct answer. Please do. But I think if I'm a betting, if I I'm think a betting that's person, way too high. I think it's about maybe sixty-five percent to seventy percent. It's what? Yeah, I seven think so. out of ten marriages end in divorce. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. there's way too many married people out there. That's, you know what? Why don't I Google that right now as you go on with your? You night? go ahead and Google that. Okay. So while she looks up the number. One number that I can tell you for sure is that over 90% of those marriages started with a proposal with the man on one knee. I promise you that. Yet, despite that, the marriage still didn't work out. For the story, for the aesthetics of it, for the look, I get it. It looks great. You can tell your friends. It's a great story to tell your kids. Ultimately... Does it matter? No, it does not. That is my point, babes. Okay. I no, I you know what? And I, I understand that I wasn't bothered by that. Um, I mean, just recently, apparently today they were saying that she actually gave him an engagement ring. And I keep on seeing people have beef with it. From what I know, What's the beef? That is not traditional to give a man. Oh an engagement my goodness. Ring. Was it tradi oh, you know what? <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. No, I'm just but, saying this is what they're saying. But to me, from what I understand or what, from what I've heard is, I mean, she and him have had a long lasting relationship. They've supported each other. He went to jail. He gave her money. She flipped the money like triple. Yes. She still was there supporting him while he was in jail. Right. Visiting him every day. He came out. They got fit together. They built an empire together. Right. To me, that's the most important thing is the togetherness for me and the fact that they both had each other's back. 100%. But, like I said... All I'm concerned with is that are these two, are these two people who generally love each other? Mm-hmm. Do they generally want to be together? Do they have their partner's best interests at heart? If that's the case, I don't care about the engagement. I don't care about the story. They could have been lying in bed and he proposed to her. He could have been in the shower. She could have been on a toilet. The scenario that we know very well. That's true. Um, that's not how I proposed to you for the record. <laughs> but, but my point is that 
No matter how the union begins, it's all about it actually beginning. So for those women who have a problem with it, in my opinion, probably single women who have not been proposed to, who have their dream idea as to what their proposal should be, let's focus more on successful marriages instead of dramatic proposals. That's my point. Absolutely. So I have found, and I'll let you look at it, a divorce fact sheet for 2016. <laughs> what, what website is that? <laughs> Listen, it's a divorce fact sheet. <laughs> Can you please tell the people okay. what the website Doesn't is? Matter. They're saying in the U.S. it's a 53%. Right. Canada, 48%. Right. Um, they're saying, I guess they don't include Quebec here. Where did you get 65? Um, 37%. 0.5% lowest in Canada. Right. Highest in Canada would be Newfoundland and Labrador. Yes. That's crazy. It's crazy, but you know what? The the main issue, um, and we, we experience it as we try to juggle our books, and, you know, mm-hmm. it's always a struggle to get your finances in order mm-hmm. um, as a couple. But in those areas, with when unemployment is as high as it is, babes, you know that money is one of the main issues in breaking up a marriage. Absolutely. So. That's one of the biggest things. And I mean, for us, before we even got married, one thing we are blessed to do is that we actually went to counseling. And I definitely suggest that to every single person before they get married is actually going into counseling. It gives you an idea to know about your partner on different levels. Yeah, like, I mean, it's a real eye-opener for us, and we got to learn a lot of different things, and, you know, we had to do a budget, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> when we were in counseling. We had to do a budget. We had to open up Why do you keep elbowing me? Because, you know what? You're taking up most of the couch. How am I taking up most of the couch? Like, look at where I'm sitting. <laughs> anyway, so, I mean, definitely recommended it, but, you know. Um, anyway, do you have a problem with the proposal? Absolutely not. I say, you know what? All is good. I love them together. Hope everything mm-hmm. works out. I can't wait to mm-hmm. see the tacky-ass wedding. I think, um, I don't know if you remember seeing it, but and I don't even know if they're married, but you remember Jim Jones and Chrissy? Man, they're <laughs> still engaged, man. I, I, I think they were actually... I think it was the same way. Like, like he stood up and he just pulled it out of his hand. Like when you're giving a kid a quarter and he just handed it to her like, yo, you want to take this ring or not? Honestly, again, I can't speak. We only uh, Jim Jones, dip set. <laughs> now, oh, need to go back said, to Harlem. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can't really say anything because from the time I started to personally watch Love and Hip Hop. Right. That's when they got engaged, and we're now what four seasons in or something. And they're not married, are they? No, they're not married. Wasn't the show called Mr. and Mrs. Jones? Ah, uh, there was, but I don't think it got renewed. Either way, I think they're still together. Yes, they they're are. They're still. I don't know if they're married or not. Maybe you guys, maybe, maybe you guys would do. know. Let us know. But um, yes, Gucci Mane. He he could have made it more romantic, sure. But maybe that's but, his way of doing things. And right? that and that might have been the way that she would have wanted it too. So exactly. God I bless mean, him. Yes. I mean, you know, in regards to relationships, another kind of couple, what's interesting is that Kanye and Kim. Yes. Kanye was hospitalized um, the week before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. They were saying that um, he went to the hospital for dehydration and sleep deprivation. Right. 
which caused him to go through a mental disorder. It's called um, psychosis. Psychosis, right? Yes. I personally know somebody who suffered from that before. Right. Um, that's terrible. It's scary. I, I mean, it explains, kind of, his irrational behavior, which it's kind of been going on for years. Yeah. So it's not like he's been doing anything different now. No. So what I'm going to assume is that he might have been suffering from this for all that time and now it's taken a turn for the worst. I know that you feel that since the robbery of Kim, since she experienced that situation, that that's really pushed him over the edge and maybe you're right. Yeah, I mean, and you know what? To be honest with you, there are so many people, especially black men in the community that suffer from mental illness and yeah. nobody talks about it. Nobody no. talks about it. No, nobody talks about it. It's something that is pushed under the rug. Um you know, whether it's at family gatherings, whether it's, you know, Christmas or it's the barbecue or things of that nature. There'll be family members that will be experiencing mental health issues and it's ignored and it's pushed aside. And it's something that nobody wants to talk about. Everyone just wants to ignore it and act like it's not a big deal. Or make an excuse. Make an excuse for it, man. Tell you to go to church and you just need to pray more. And we don't want to get deep into it because we don't feel as though it's something that will shed a positive light on us. Yes. Either as parents, as family members, as siblings. Mm -hmm. And... Look, man, I, I know people who suffer from mental health il illness. And I'll say this. The less you talk about it, the worse it gets. And you talking about it, it may help you and your family. Hopefully it will. But it's guaranteed to help someone else out there just for them to know, hey, that's why my uncle's behaving this way. That's why my cousin says this. This is why my mom is doing this. And maybe that will open up the floodgates to communication. The more you talk, the more you can resolve. You know what? Absolutely. And from what I understand, too, uh, apparently he wasn't being held, you know, to his will not to stay in the hospital. He had free reigns to leave, but he's right. decided that he would stay in for Lilag, which is a positive movement for him. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's been ranting for years and I always knew there was something a little bit off about him. So it's good that he's actually now realized that he has an issue. And hopefully, like, again, I know a couple of people who have different mental disorders. So, I mean, hopefully he gets the medication he needs because once he has that medication, he takes it on a regular basis, he'll be fine. Yeah. And the most important thing is that the people around him, I don't know if Kim is like that. I could be wrong, but I see Kim as, I don't want to use the word enabler. But she is the type that is going to support you even when you're wrong. And with him, there are times where maybe not publicly, but privately, she needs to correct him. And she needs to say, OK, this here was wrong when you did it. We need to talk about this as opposed to just supporting him 100 percent, no matter what, because she's not doing him any favors. She's showing loyalty as a wife, but. You're not really helping him get healthy by always co-signing things in public and in private. Absolutely. On that note, I think it's time for us to take a little break. Really? How long have we been going? We've been going for a bit, like maybe like 30 minutes. 
It's th- 35 minutes, actually. Yeah, your numbers are clearly wrong, like your numbers on divorce. Oh, But wow. nonetheless, we'll be back. She has a lot more crap that she wants us to talk about. Yeah. Um, anything important? No, I oh, are we going to talk about something that I want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, something you want to talk about when we come back. Okay, so we'll be back with the president's segment <laughs> right after this. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Oxtail Gravy. Yes, we're back. Almost forgot the name of the show. Um, <laughs> let me just tell you guys something. No matter what, um, always be yourself. Right? And it's important to be yourself in person, but specifically on social media. Look, you don't have to... Do not put on a show for people. You know what? All right? I, I, I'm, j- I'm just going to say that, and then, <laughs> and, and, and then I'm going to leave it alone, but... No, no, I don't want you to leave it alone. Forget what I was going to say before. Don't put on a show for people. Yeah, just, you know just be you, man. We all go through issues, whether it's at work, with our kids, with our partners, with our weight, with our acne, with our hair. We all go through things, and don't feel pressured to always project a positive money in my pocket um champagne bottles in my sink and uh, a flashy car in my driveway type of lifestyle you don't have to front for anybody man especially not those who know you exactly and you know what we were going to talk about something totally different when we came back from break but you know i was just surfing through facebook (laughs) like i like to do and you know people think perception is everything on facebook or any social media. It really is. Man. It really is. Like, just the other day. Actually, no. Funny enough. I was just talking to a girlfriend of mine. And she told me today that she saw somebody who she knew. And she had no idea the person was in the environment that she was in. When she met up with her, she looked like an old cruff. <laughs> okay. Um, she... j- just to translate that, cruft means, I believe, I might be wrong, someone who is dressed very poorly, who looks like they're going through a struggle in life and who's not representing themselves in a clean and wholesome way. That is cruft. Find that in the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Babes, this girl is online constantly looking like she's traveling the world. Yes. Okay? Yes. Traveling the world. I would have had no idea that this girl is looking like that and in an environment where she was. Yes. And, you know, people don't think it's a big deal to post things, um, to say certain things on social media. You know, I was just telling, again, another girlfriend yesterday, you need to treat social media like your new resume. Absolutely. People always will have a perception of you based on what you post. Yeah. Based on what, like, the things that you're saying. The people who you like. You can't even nowadays like certain pictures because people are going to have a certain perception of you. Why did you like that? Yep. You you got to explain it. And the other thing that we fail to remember, because we're so used to posting stuff every day and all the time, it's there forever. Yeah. Whether it's something 
whether it's a picture or whether it's words, it's always going to be there. So before you press send, maybe think, ask yourself, do I want to see this tomorrow? Do I want to see that next year? Or even sometimes, you know what? (laughs) Sleep on it. Sleep or just take 10 minutes. You'd be surprised 10 minutes later when you go back to that status update and you look at it. You're not even going to want to post it no more. Um, That being said, we're all adults. You can go ahead and post what you want to post. That's the freedom of expression that we have. But understand that just like how you have that freedom, others have the right, whether you like it or not, to judge you based on what you're presenting out there. And trust me, you're going to judge yourself when those Facebook memories come popping up on your timeline oh my 10 goodness. years ago, five years ago, and you see those statuses or those pictures, and you're like, what the heck was I doing? You're going to regret it. So I just wanted to <laughs> con- consider this like a public service announcement. When you come to my page, when you see me, um, you see bits and portions of my life. That's not my whole life. You guys don't see when the gray hairs are growing in. You don't see the way the belly hangs over the belt. You guys don't see when the nails are dirty. Why would I post that? But all of those things are part of my life. There's dirty dishes in the sink sometimes. Actually, there's not. Okay, there might be (laughs) dust in the corner sometimes. The dishes get washed. The dust gets vacuumed. And life goes on. That's exactly, it, man. Exactly, exactly. All right, so we're going to get back to a segment that has become very popular. <laughs> it's known as the kink in her weave. Um, right now, she'll probably tell you about the status of her weave. Right now, she <laughs> has the right side of her head lowly shaved. Um, she's been getting it cut. I think she got it cut twice consistently yes. um, for an absorbent amount of money. I don't know if maybe maybe that will be the kink in her hair when she talks about the cost of her fade. Um, she has me cutting her hair now to let you know how expensive it is. Um, so we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we will dive into that segment featuring the plus size model. The kink in my weave. And we'll be back. I don't know about y'all, but my weave is itching and I got a pee pee. <laughs> we like to move this along, okay? Well, guys, the kink of my weave this week <sighs> ordering food from Jamaican restaurants. You know what? It's like when I go in there, I feel like I have to argue <laughs> to get my meal. If I don't argue to get my food, yo, I'm not getting nothing, you know. When I have that. <laughs> yo, like legit, I go in there, and that's the problem, yo. You go in there and they you, they go to serve you. And first of all, it's like you're begging them service. You're begging them service. Like, hi, excuse me, can I put my order in? What, 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 what happened to you? You And you're like, what? Like, I'm just trying to order my food. Like, real talk? That shit irritates the hell out of me. Yo, and then on top of that, for me, I'm I'm a devoted oxtail eater. So usually when I go, I'll order oxtail. Oxtail is probably now the most expensive thing you can buy besides the fish at a Caribbean takeout place, okay? 
Yo, trust me when I say to you, at one place I go to, now they don't have a medium or they don't have a small. It's only one size and it's regular, okay? And you know what irritates me? You get the oxtail because you paid the big money for it and there's no oxtail. They're pure born, okay? Pure born and sauce. That makes you even more vexed, yo. But they want to charge you all that money for the oxtail, which is supposed to be a premium dish, mm-hmm. where you get nothing but bone. And then they want to complain and say, oh, you know, nobody supports the business. Nobody want to come to the shop and support black people and support the... But yo, every single time you go in there, you don't have nothing or prices are subject to change. <laughs> okay? <laughs> subject to change. Like, yo, oh, you never go man. in and they don't even have the decency to put up a new freaking list. They just cross it out with the black mark <laughs> and put 15 bucks. You know what I'm saying, though? Don't you think that's arms? We not have that. <laughs> but no, honestly, y'all have to do better, y'all. If you want people to support your stuff, yes, yo, you need to not a come with attitude, b have the product you want to sell, and <laughs> c stop changing the pricing on people. Yes, <laughs> like, stop it. You know, and then maybe, just maybe, you'll be able to last there in that place you rented for more. Than a year. That's the kingdom of <laughs> this week. Thank you. Thank you very much, TS, TH plus size model. Um, I just want to piggyback on that for a moment. Um, when I go into your Jamaican restaurant, I don't want to feel like I'm disturbing you. Right. <laughs> or like I'm causing you any type of stress or hardship just to get up off the stool and to stop watching Caribbean Connection <laughs> or whatever DVD that you're watching, whatever dance hall mix where man is jumping off of the stage onto women on a couch. I understand that's an important part of the show, but I just want... A jerk chicken meal. That's it. Right? The other thing. Please, I am very particular when it comes to mixing food. So when you serve me my hot food, please do not put the cold salad on top of the hot food. It makes it difficult for me to eat it afterwards. I don't want to heat it up and have a hot lettuce, but I also don't want to eat cold rice and chicken. That's just me. Um, so that is the the razor bump on my neck. I guess we'll call it that. Um, uh, since she's la- since since she's laughing, um, we're gonna leave this on a high note. Uh, once again, it, it's nice to be back. Yes. She she has me recording this on a Friday night. The Raptors game is on. Don't expect me to be recording this shit every Friday night. I really don't want to do it on Friday nights, but we did it, and I hope you like it. Yes, guys, and thank you so much for tuning back in. I promise you will hear from us once a week. Uh, More than likely, it will be on a Thursday night being taped. Released on Friday morning, so thank you. Again. Yeah, Friday morning. So yeah, so I'm supposed to record it and continue to edit it that night Absolutely. when I'm when I'm watching How to Get Away with Murder. Right? Absolutely, with love. Yeah, and Thursday night football with love. People, we are out of here. Since this song has been in my head all day, tonight's song of the week is Jendaya. Is that how you pronounce his yeah. name? Long live the chief. Long live oxtail gravy. Have yourself a great weekend. Bye bye. Niggas fighting over rings, niggas won't be the king, but 
Long little cheek For a little old thing Little boys bang bang Long little cheek Niggas fighting over rain Niggas won't be the game Long little cheek Yeah watch pretty mama while I slay my cane Long little cheek Uh Cockroaches in the ratchet Uh Hand me downs with the patches Mama put a little money in the mattress Taught me how to make a silver spoon out of plastic You can either sink, swim, or be the captain Get the last word, I'ma get the last laughing Now they say you're dinner, why you're dressing so classy I don't want my best dressed day in a casket You can either leave, follow, or get out the way Make a fucking move, it will make my fucking day Got a hundred year plan, you just think about the day Always been about time, more than been about pay Y'all up with me, Usain could've run with me Chief come to find you, you don't come for me At best you could run a little company Nigga, at worst I could run the whole country That's right, pimp game like a brothel That's why, I don't judge a nigga's hustle I Airbnb the crib like a hostel Summer rate cheaper could the streets get hostile Shot the boy, this far from a hobby boy So no, I won't record for your homie boy Turn the party out like a naughty toy Then I go and hide in plain sight like a lobby boy Yes sir, that your dinner on the banner Riding for my niggas getting locked up in the slammer Elders saying everything's a nail to a hammer And niggas can't spell but we know I Instagram Well done better than well said I read niggas well a nigga well read Really, I ain't met nobody smarter That's why I got admitted, but I still rejected Harvard I'm the Fresh Prince, in a school where they couldn't read Mama put me in a school with the Kennedys When I met Bill Clinton, I was 17 But dead presidential's all my niggas need Dining with the governor's daughter And the father say I remind him of Obama I'm the chief diplomat, every day And I'm black and white, Janelle Monet. They won't be the king, but long little chief For a little old thing, little boys bang bang Long little chief Niggas fighting over ranks, niggas won't be the king, but Long little chief Now watch pretty mama while I slay my cane Long little chief